previously on Talk to Dad. And there's like eight of them circling directly above my apartment complex right now. That may be a bad sign. At some point, I'll get up in the living room and be like, why is everything so dark? 28 pythons in 10 days. This apex predator has all the traits of a seven-year-old. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. What kind of park etiquette would Bigfoot expect from you? Nativity 3, dude, where's my donkey? Talk to dad. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Talk Dad Podcast, episode 284. I have Phoebe here with me. Hi. And by here with me, I mean via the miracle of Zoom, all the way yep. from Logan, Utah, I have Phoebe here with me. Yes. <laughs> How's it going, Phoebe? It's been a while. I haven't been on here since probably like July. It has been a while, but now that you're on the podcast, I can thank you personally for all <laughs> you've done to revive the podcast. It's... It's a very important project to me, clearly. So it we had been slacking on the podcast for a while, if I'm being honest, probably into the end of last year. Um, When I first started this podcast, I was very good about getting a pushing a podcast out every week. You know, even when I went on vacation, we would record extra podcasts and schedule them to be published. But we sort of slacked off, and I think it had been over a month since we had posted our last podcast. But for my birthday, which was on Halloween, I had asked for some solid commitments for my children to be on the podcast so we could get the podcast going again. And Phoebe took it upon herself to create a very intricate intricate spreadsheet. I cannot talk. It's a problem when you have a (laughs) podcast and you can't talk. You created an intricate spreadsheet with everyone's availability so we can do a podcast. And this is the second week in a row I've managed to do a podcast. So I thank I you very much. It was the cheapest gift I could give you, but one that I knew you would appreciate. It was maybe the best thing I got for my birthday. I, you're hard to get gifts for because you're kind of someone who you'll think of something that you want and be like, I think I'll get that for myself. And then you'll just get it for yourself. This is what like, happens oh. when you become a full grown adult and you only have like one kid left at home and you're making a steady income. You think of something and you think, hmm. (laughs) And occasionally I'll think of something and I'll think, my child needs this and I'll just order it for them and have it delivered to their house. I do appreciate that. That is something that I appreciate. Even when it's not your birthday. But thank you very much for doing that. And I'm very excited for the podcast to get going again. There's even the possibility that we might get some listeners, like some new listeners. We have some very dedicated listeners that listen. And when I do look back at the statistics, I'm always surprised there are people who still listen to this podcast. But Mm -hmm. we may get new listeners um, because over the last few weeks on TikTok, suddenly I have all these TikTok followers. And it occurred to me, you know, I don't have the podcast on on my TikTok profile. And so I went ahead and added a link to my pod to the podcast. Um, because someone commented on the po- on one of my videos. So basically what happened was about three or four weeks ago, I had this idea that, you know, what would be kind of a funny idea for a TikTok video is if I just like rapid fire um, had a bunch of my opinions about music and I just recorded my opinions and then, you know, whatever. And I didn't think it would be that. I thought, you know, it could be popular. Maybe I'll get a couple thousand votes or a couple thousand views. And, um, it ended up being like, now it's almost like three, it's over 350,000 views, which is a lot. It's quite a bit. With like, I don't know, 60,000 likes, which is a lot, like way more than I'm used to getting. It's not the most viewed video I have on TikTok, but it's, it's kind of a lot. And then I did like several other videos kind of in that same vein where it's just me giving my opinions rapid fire. And they seem to be kind of popular. And like at the time I posted that video, I think I was almost at a thousand followers. And now Mm -hmm. I'm pretty close to 4,000 followers. So I don't know. Maybe we'll get some. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast because of my TikTok videos, give me a shout out. You can just make a random comment to one of my TikTok videos and I'll see it. 
You don't have to go to talktodadpodcast at gmail.com and email us. You don't have to yeah. go to TTD podcast on, on Twitter while Twitter is still around or <laughs> talk to dad podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can, if you want to, but just give me a shout out and let me know if you're listening to this podcast because you saw this, saw me on Twitter or on TikTok. Yeah. I don't know. I can't even. Social media is weird. I have an account that's had a like pretty decent following for a while um, for a small business that I run. And it's, been, I was, I was getting like a little bit, I don't really care about like followers and stuff, but I was getting pretty close to 10,000 like a couple months ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that'll be so cool. I'm getting followers pretty fast. It'll probably be in the next couple weeks. Like that's kind of a cool milestone to hit. And then the algorithm just stopped getting me new followers. And so yeah. it's been like uh, 9,700 for like, I don't even know how long, like months now. It's Algorithms like, are really fine, weird. And I've got to think, you know, it's funny. There was this big, I don't know if you saw it or heard about it, but I guess 60 Minutes did this big thing about TikTok and they interviewed this, this social media ethicist. And he said, he made all these kind of ridiculous claims about how like TikTok is so horrible for our children and it's being exported mm-hmm. from China. Um, but one of the things that he said was that like the most common um, aspirational career for children in the United States is to be an influencer. And then I did see like some Chinese TikToker did post that actually that's pretty popular in China too. So they sort of misrepresented that, that like in, but because what he said was in China, the most aspirational career is like an astronaut and in America Uh it's an influencer. He's trying to make it seem like, Oh, you know, it's just so much worse here. And, where we're social yeah. media is killing us, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, the one thing about being an influencer, I mean, it seems glamorous. It seems pretty cool, but you were just at mm-hmm. the mercy of the algorithm on social media. Yeah. And I can't imagine like Seriously. how stressful that would be if it's like your entire yeah. career. Well, and luckily, so this is actually on Instagram. I, I don't have, I mean, you know this, but it's not, I don't run a TikTok account that really I have like one where I post random things and there's like 10 followers, but um, (laughs) on Instagram is where I like run this business. And luckily my income isn't determined by the algorithm. It's determined by the things I sell. But um, it's actually funny because maybe a month before my account got really big, I was talking to a friend about like influencers and she was like, I don't know, like, would you ever want to be like an influencer? Like that would be (laughs) kind of cool kind of thing. And I was like, no, I have no desire to do that. And I literally, she was like, not at all. And I was like, no, like zero desire at all. And like right after that, yeah, (laughs) kind of blew up. And I was like, I never intended on doing this, but now it's a, I mean, it's a monetized account. Like I make, well, you know, and it's kind of cool. And it's nice that it's nice that you have um, Instagram to promote your business, but, um, but your business isn't being on Instagram which is a totally different thing. And honestly, I feel like it would be so much worse to actually do that than you, than people think it would be to do that. You know, I've never had any desire. It's just super funny to me that I literally just had that conversation about how I had no desire to like have a public internet presence that was like bigger than just Mm -hmm. people I know. And like immediately after I was like, seriously, like, (laughs) yeah, well, I mean, I can't complain because I get like, like I said, I get a little bit of money from it and it's kind of nice and it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's awesome, but it was never something that I intended on doing, which is just, just funny, just yeah. funny thing that happened. Well, the other thing, the other thing about like being an influencer, being like a public persona on a social media app is even if you're the type of person who says, I don't care what anyone thinks, you know, I'm just my own person. At some point, you do care a little bit what other people yeah, think. Yeah, you do. I mean, and, everyone does. And like, I think... You can't pretend that you completely don't care. And everyone and falls into the me, trap of like, you're always going to focus more on the negative comments than the positive comments. Because the positive comments are all like, oh, yeah. oh, I love you. You're great. It's like, yeah, okay, great. That's cool. But when someone says mm-hmm. something negative, and especially if it's like weirdly like specific about like they have one yeah. personality trait they focus in on and they're just cruel about it. Because I think anytime you have a video that goes viral you always get some percentage of the people who like, they just take it upon themselves to tell you why they think this is the worst thing, which is weird because then it like drives the algorithm to bring more people like them to your video. And it, you have this weird little backlash. Um, you know, it's, it's always there and maybe you can ignore it. And I'm sure, you know, professional influencers get much better at ignoring it. 
And I wonder if they even have like staff that like filter stuff for them so they don't have to deal with it all the time. But I, I don't have, know. I have filters set on my. So luckily, the one thing about it is mine isn't very personal. I like pretty rarely put anything about me on there. Yeah. Like I've had a couple of videos that kind of have my face in it, but mostly it's I run an art account. So it's yeah art and like religiously based art, which has its own issues. But <laughs> like I do have filters set that there's certain words that it'll filter comments out. I don't know how much it's done, but. It's and also since the algorithm isn't really picking stuff up, I don't really. It's mostly just people who follow me who comment, which I'm okay with. But for a while, I did get tons of negative. But it was luckily it wasn't personal. It was all anti-religious, whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, you always know if it's like a religion or politics or I don't know. You know, personal identity things. People, it, there, there are always hot button issues where people will like no matter what you said in your post, they just take it yeah. upon themselves to come up and say the thing they want to say, you know? Well, seriously. And I don't even really, as much as it's religiously based art, I don't really post anything super like, it'll be like, I paint scriptures. So it'll be like a set of scriptures that have flowers painted on the cover and people are so, and it's like, <laughs> it's not even, I didn't even like say anything. It's like right. the captions, like a flower emoji. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just, you know. Anyway, how is everything Good going? Stuff. It is fall now. Is it cold there where you are? So cold. It's it freaking. actually got cold it's here like, this morning. It almost froze. Oh my gosh. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but it almost froze here in November. It's There's like lows on my weather forecast for the next week that are in the single digits. Yeah, <laughs> that is, is definitely cold. That is really cold. So cold. It's been yeah. a pretty good semester, though. I've been busy, but I really like my classes. I'm doing clinical work at a preschool. I haven't talked about that on here. Yeah, tell um, us about that. So that's really fun. Your practicum. I don't think you've talked yeah. about that on the podcast because I don't think you've podcasted uh, during no. this semester. Not since I got my practicum assignment. But so I'm, for people who don't know, for our tens of listeners, um, I am studying music therapy. And so it's where you use music to help people reach therapeutic goals that are non-musical. And um, I'm working at a preschool. And so I go every week and I have a session plan and we have goals and objectives for different um, like social and cognitive goals we want the kids to reach. And we have little music activities that help them do that. And it's super fun. And is it just like a general preschool? Like, you know, anyone could be yeah. in that preschool. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's contracted out by a private practice. So my supervisor is a music therapist, a board certified music therapist that is there every session, even though it's pretty much me doing it now. Um, and she runs a private practice and she, I don't know exactly how she fell into this, but she contracted out to a preschool. So it's just kind of like their music time. So it's really kind of more like a music class, except we do have like actual goals and like clinical things going on they just don't necessarily realize it but it's, it's <laughs> and when really you say fun. goals is that like educational goals that you have to accomplish during your sessions we have a few so one of our main ones for the semester is actually working on shapes with them because their teacher mentioned that might be helpful they need a little bit more reinforcement with shapes so we work on shapes recognizing shapes and then we work a lot on like turn-taking impulse control sharing kind of goals mm -hmm. um so like i did a what did I do? I did last week. I did the song. I'm a nut. The dun, 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 dun. I'm a nut. And they all had oh, like, right. egg shaker. I do know that song. Yeah. And it's they like had a to camp song, right? Twice every time they heard. Sorry. What did you say? It's like a camp song, like a kid's camp song, isn't it? Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I, there's a lot of really weird verses to it. So I did the first verse and then I wrote a second verse that was still just about acorns. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, these other verses are weird. Um, <laughs> But they does it start? I'm a little acorn to, round laying on the, I don't know something yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm an acorn small and round lying on the cold hard ground. Anyway, okay. Um, so they sh they shook it twice every time they heard I'm a nut, and then I would mm -hmm. substitute in like I'm a dinosaur. Wait, like, were they shaking like maracas or something? What? What are they shaking? They had egg shakers. Oh, I do egg, a lot of shakers. egg shakers. Yeah. <laughs> so. And it they get fun. to shake it every time it was, they hear, I'm a nut. Yeah. And that way they can work on 
impulse control and following directions and like that kind of thing. Doing it when they're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. Waiting for the right time. Yeah. Um, I also wrote a parody song about shapes that I was pretty proud of. I came up with the idea and I was like, this is really dumb, but also it's kind of brilliant. And I wrote a whole song about shapes and my supervisor liked it so much that she used it in like all her other preschool sessions with the other preschool groups and like told all the other music therapy students like, yeah, Phoebe wrote this like really like cute shape song and like I've been using it and she like wrote her own verses. So do you have a recording of it? But what do you have a recording of it? We can play on the podcast. (laughs) Um, Maybe I think I did have to send her a voice memo of it. It's to the song That's Amore, but it's That's a Shape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you told us about it. So it's like, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's a circle. (laughs) Or like, what are the other verses? Um, When you go for a walk on a high mountaintop, that's a triangle. (laughs) It's like, I I won't play the whole song. It's actually really long. (laughs) I like it, though. But, um... It was very fun. And I had like cutouts of each thing in the song so I could hold them up. And then they had to like try to trace the shape in the air with their finger. And like they had to fill in. They had to sing the part. That's what shape it was. That's pretty great. I could totally see that being like a Sesame Street sketch. You know, it was with Muppets and things. (laughs) It was fun. I was like, none of the kids actually know the song. But like I was like, some of them are going to grow up and like hear the actual song and be like, this is that shape song. Oh, for sure. I hear that song occasionally on TikTok. So, you know, it's out there. But I wrote like a whole parody. So many verses. When you see friends you know out of your window, that's a square. Like, Yeah. Speaking of parody songs, um, Henry and your mom and I watched Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Um, Oh, yeah. It's on Roku TV, which if you have a Roku, you can watch it i don't know i do have a roku and it's free except there are commercials they're kind of annoying commercials Mm. but it's free it's really good i liked it a lot it's very funny it's it's a biopic but it's like a parody of a biopic so like nothing in the movie is um nothing in the movie is real like except for the fact that he like makes up parody songs and plays the accordion but everything else is like totally made up and totally exaggerated and oh, I should watch that. That sounds good. It's very, very funny. And uh, Daniel Radcliffe is great in it. He's very, he's just perfect in it. And like the tone is so like Weird Al Yankovic where it's like, it's funny, but it's like, it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really like hurt anyone. It's like harmless mm-hmm. fun, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's also just ridiculous and kind of funny. But there's a really funny, um, Probably the funniest, not to spoil anything, but pr- probably the funniest part of the whole movie is right at the beginning where he's this little kid and it's before Daniel Radcliffe. It's like, um, he's this, this little kid actor playing a young Weird Al Yankovic and he's decided that he likes to, he likes to make up songs, um, you know, <laughs> make up words to other people's songs and his parents hate it. And they're like, you need to go get a dr- a job at the factory. <laughs> and there's this there's this factory that no one knows what they make at the factory, but you can go get a job at the factory, like your father. And his mother says, um, I can't remember the exact words, but it's basically like your father and I have discussed it. And we've decided that you need to stop being the person you are and stop doing the things you love. <laughs> and it's, that was probably the funniest line in the whole thing. It's very, very funny. Have you decided that I should stop being the person I am and doing the things that I love? <laughs> no, no. Your parents are not like said, his fake parents in that show. He said, stop making up parodies about shapes for four-year-olds. <laughs> yes. Get a real job. Work at a factory. Make things it at is a factory. Like, it's really fun. So for my major, I'm going to have a different like population I'm working with every semester for the next... I have three semesters after this. So I probably am not going to be working with really little kids again. I'll probably be like... Older adults, dementia. I'll probably have one semester with like people with disabilities. Yeah. Um, but I'm really going to miss it because one thing I've realized is they just, they love it. They love almost anything you do. And like, I realized this when I was singing Five Little Pumpkins to them. Mm-hmm. 
And they just started getting, they were so hyped up. Like, it was kind of supposed to be, like, the song that, like, is a little lower energy, a little less fun to kind of get them more settled down at the end before we, like, leave them with their preschool teachers for the rest of the day. Yeah. They were so into it. And there was one kid there who, so we'd sing, you know, like, five little pumpkins in a pumpkin patch. One went rolling in, then went splat. Oh, no, what do you think about that? Now there's, and we wait and we have them sing how many pumpkins are left. And there was one kid there who just was so into it that by the end he was just screaming, like screaming the words. And he'd be like, four, four little pumpkins in a pumpkin patch. <laughs> and just like, I like was like watching him, trying not to laugh because I was just like, this is so funny. But I was just looking at him and I was thinking like, this is like Harry Styles concert level of like hype. Like he's just <laughs> like having the time of his life over here. <laughs> that is very funny. That's pretty just, cool. Like, screaming. It is, it's good probably that they're going to give you lots of different, you know, aspects of musical therapy so that you can decide, you know, what you want to do. Um, Actually, they will only give me different aspects of music therapy. <laughs> did I say musical therapy? You did. I said musical I'm therapy because that's, we all know that's what it really is. It's musical therapy. Ugh. <laughs> it's the one way to really, really annoy music therapists. <laughs> yes. Phoebe's pet peeve is when people call it musical therapy. It's not even my pet peeve. It's like the it's entire like the music whole, therapy community's pet peeve. <laughs> the whole discipline's pet peeve. Yes. Lots of different aspects of music therapy so that you can decide what you want to do after you graduate and then you actually grow up. Yeah. But there's something fun about kids who are just so like uninhibited that they are just like the most excited that you will ever see anybody be for like music therapy. Yeah. So the last concert that I went to was actually Weird Al Yankovic here in Dallas. Yeah. But the next concert I'm going to go to is tonight. Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Wait. What day is it today? It's tonight. Tonight in Austin, oh. um, your mom and Henry and I are going to go see Voxtrot, which is a band that like our family likes. Um, I think everyone in our family likes them. They were only around for a while. They're from Austin. And then they, they broke up and they're doing a reunion tour. So we're traveling to Austin. The only reason I bring this up with you is that every time I go to Austin, I think about our trips to Austin together. And I also think about the fact that this whole podcast was like born on our first trip to Austin together. Yeah. Like the idea of the podcast. I think about that sometimes. Yeah. So. Those are such good trips. They were we so took, fun. was it just two or three trips? We did three. Three trips to Austin. For like um, solo and ensemble competitions, I think I want to say two of them were orchestra. You playing the cello, and one was voice. So my sophomore year, I went for my my freshman year. I didn't really try to qualify for state because uh, I don't think I was in a very good ensemble, honestly. And we didn't pick a song that was hard enough to qualify for state. Yeah. But my sophomore year, I did a violin cello duet. We went to state. My junior year, I did a cello quartet. And my senior year, I did a string quintet, and I also did a vocal solo. Oh, so you did bo both orchestra so. and I did. voice. I actually tried to get out year. of the orchestra. One of my, my orchestra director got mad at me because she was like, no, like, yeah. you got to go with them. I well, especially like, if it's a quartet, you can't drop to. out. You sort of what? have a commitment to the group because it's a quartet. If it was a solo, you probably could have got out of it. It was a quintet. I know. Yeah. I was like do you guys really want to go to state? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> because you were going <laughs> already. So you knew you already had it with the voice. So those were fun trips yeah. though. And Austin's a fun town. Um, and we would, so it was always like Labor Day weekend and we would go and spend more Memorial time. Day. Memorial Day. Yeah. Wait. Memorial yeah. Day. Memorial in Day May. is the one in the spring and early summer. And we would go Labor down and, and usually spend, September. so you would have one day that was your competition, but we'd usually spend part of the weekend down there too, just hanging out, watch yeah. the bats We'd come like out of the South the Congress trip. Bridge. It was kind of the whole reason I qualified for state. <laughs> go get some barbecue, just hang out in Austin. Austin's kind of a fun town. And, you know, that first trip down, we started talking, but we were listening to podcasts. I think we were listening to Dear Hank and John, that Hank and John no, we were Green's podcast, to... or were we listening to something else? We were listening to like Jenna Kim Jones. I actually didn't introduce you guys to Dear Hank and John until a little later, even though mm. I was kind of a longtime listener. But um, we were listening and we were stuck in traffic and our AC was broken in our car. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. 
Why yeah. was the AC broken? That's so weird. I think we were stuck in traffic right around ago. Waco, which is always where you get stuck in traffic on the way to Austin. But um, yeah. I remember thinking like, you know, we were listening to a podcast and thinking, hey, if we had a podcast, what sort of a podcast would we have? And that's when the whole discussion started. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you were like, hey, what if I started a podcast? And I was like, yeah, go for it, man. You can do that. <laughs> Should do it. Yeah. And then it would not just for me, but also for my my kids and I having a podcast. And mm-hmm. y'all were a lot younger then. Now you're older, but we're still doing the podcast anyway. Yeah. It's funny talking to my friends and casually mention like, oh, I have to go do my dad's podcast. And they're like, your dad's what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, he's had a podcast for like six years. No one really listens, but he's thinking he might get some more listeners because he kind of went viral on TikTok lately. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's a strange life. I don't know. I it's not that weird because everyone my- has a podcast. There are so many millions of podcasts out there. There are. I, But none of my friends' dads ha- are included in them. I was talking to one friend who he said he wants to listen. And I think he was joking. But if he's not, shout out. But he was like, I was telling him about this. And he was talking about like, he was like, I just had to take my dad to get a phone. And it was like embarrassing because he knew nothing about technology. And I was like... It's just I know at least enough about life. technology to get this podcast on the internet and you know you could also find it on Spotify and other places. Is it on Spotify? It's really? on Spotify. Yeah, you can find it on Spotify. Oh. It's a little hard. Sometimes that? like uh, you know Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever, it's there. Sometimes you have to really search for it because it doesn't come up automatically because our listenership is so small. But it's it is there. I'm like looking up talk to dad and podcasts and shows and it's not there, but I believe you. This podcast is so old. They didn't have podcasts on Spotify when we started it. I'm pretty sure. Nope. I had to add it. That's funny. But it is there. How do you find it? Uh, You just got to keep looking through the search results until you get there. Oh, no, no, no. I found it. Yeah. Yeah. It's listed under games. Oh, that's weird. Why would it be under games? I don't know. Yeah. Spotify is a little weird. It's like the category. Anyway. And then once you find it, it'll podcast hosted by dad and his four kids ages 15 to 24. I have to update that. 16 to 25 now. Update that. Yeah. When you started, it was one in, it was one in elementary school, one in middle school, one in high school and one in college. (laughs) Yep. And now, now it's two in college, one who's out of college and one in high school. Technically, you have one in middle school, one in high school, and two in college. Hmm? What? But Elizabeth's teaching middle school. So. Oh, okay. So we have one Maybe in preschool, become... one in middle school, Actually, one in college, and one in high school. if you think about it. Yeah. Preschool, My internship or my, my, my practicum, so basically like student teaching, is at an elementary school right now. So you could say. <laughs> we could back up and we're You're right back to where, where we started. You're back to where you were in the beginning. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, anything else going on? Anything exciting going on? Um, what's going on that's exciting? Just school. It's Christmas school season now. Now that we're work. past Halloween, it is Christmas season. I'm not one of those You're people who believes you have to wait until that's after exciting. Thanksgiving. Yeah, I am excited. We, I, we haven't done this for a long, long time, but we are going to drive all the way to see you and your brother um, in Utah for Thanksgiving and spend Thanksgiving in Utah. We usually stay home here in Texas for Thanksgiving, but not this year. We're going to break. I hope the weather is not horrible for us, but we'll do our best. I hope so too. I've like almost been hesitant to tell you guys about how much the weather sucked here because every time I'm like, they're going to decide they don't want to go to Utah anymore. I'm well, like, I can scared deal with you guys cold. are going to back out. I can deal with cold. That's fine. But I just don't want there to be like, you know, blizzards as we come across the continental divide. Well, the problem is that there has been blizzards, <laughs> so I'm that's sure why I'm there like, has. I shouldn't tell Just them. not during the days that we're coming. I just want it to be, you know, I don't think nice, dry. I don't care if they're cold, dry roads. We can bundle up. We can bring sweaters and coats. I just you know, don't want to get I've stuck been, in snow in Colorado. I've been talking to mom about trying to convince you guys to come up to Logan the I Sunday before Thanksgiving. I think we're going to try to do it. 
It's going to be. You're going to try to do it. it? Depends, but part of that depends on weather because it's going to be. We can't really leave until Saturday morning. So even if we leave early mm-hmm. Saturday morning, that's going to be a lot of driving. I guess unless we leave like Friday night and we get to like Amarillo, maybe we'll do that. I don't know. But then we'll, well have to spend two, di- two nights on the road. Will and I are performing in a concert Sunday night. So there's one at six and one at eight. So it's yeah. actually pretty late in the day, but it's probably the only time you will ever hear me and we'll sing together. So, yeah. And you're going to do a duet, anyway. right? Just yes. the two of you. I'm going to talk to the directors and I'm going to say, I know this is a choir with hundreds of people, but what's really important <laughs> is that Will and I sing a duet. Yeah. And then we can record it. We can put it on the podcast. It'll yeah. be fantastic. Let's do some news. Whether you'll make it. Now your tomorrow morning's headlines tonight. I have an exciting and very important story about this year's inductees to the the Toy Hall of Fame. So I think we did some, at least one or two stories about the Toy Hall of Fame on the podcast. Every year, the strong National Museum of Play in Rochester, New York, um, also called the Toy Hall of Fame, nominates and then inducts certain toys into the Toy Hall of Fame. This year, the in the nominists, nominists, the finalists. I started to say nominees, and then I said finalists, and the, the nominists were um, Catan, the game I guess that is now called Catan, and not just S- Settlers of Catan or Catan. I don't know even how to pronounce it. Um, Catan, Masters of the Universe, Briar Horses, Spirograph, Nerf Toys, the card game Phase 10, Bingo, the game Bingo, and the Pinata were the nominees. Of those, do you want to guess which ones actually got into the, t- the Toy Hall of Fame? Um... You want to hear the list again? Wait, when you said it, there was one that I was like, that one needs to be it, but I don't remember what it was. All right, I'm going to tell you the list again. It is Catan or the Settlers of Catan. Catan? Catan. I don't know how to say that. Uh The board game. The needlessly complicated board game. Um, Masters of the Universe. Briar Horses. Spirograph. Nerf Toys. The card game Phase 10. Bingo. And the Pinata. I'm going to guess Nerf. I think Nerf Toys needs to be in there. If it's not, I'll be a little bit sad. Settlers of Catan or Catan and Phase 10 are my guesses. I think you were wrong yeah. on every single one. And and I agree with you, actually. Really? I think Nerf definitely belongs in there. But Nerf totally needs to be in there. There were only two that were... No, three that were chosen. I, apparently, there was one on here that got nominated that... Um, is not in the first article saying who the nominees were. Hmm. The the inductees this year are the Masters of the Universe, so like He-Man and She-Ra and Skeletor. Masters oh, of the Universe. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. I didn't um, know what it was. The Light Bright and the Top. The Top was Light Bright is classic. The Light Bright but is classic. Two of those weren't even on the list. And Light Bright is having a moment because Light Bright was featured in last season of Stranger Things. Oh. They used a light bright to communicate with the people who are in the Upside Down. I wouldn't know because I'm like the only person in the world that hasn't seen Stranger Things. It's really good. You don't have to see it, but it's really good. I'm so easily scared. <laughs> it's not that scary. I, I mean, the last season though. actually I was kind of scary. I a literal seven-year-old. Yeah. Your sister used to be super scared of horror movies. And now she's like all in with the horror movies. She even watches like the really scary ones. Here's the problem is like, it's not just that it's scary for me. It's the, the stress. So I can do like roller coasters and they're scary, but it's fun. Or I used to, Uh I don't know. I guess I haven't done them in a while, but the stress that I feel watching like horror movies or scary movies, or even just like intense, stressful movies, like is like real stress to me. Like it doesn't feel fun. It's like, Actually yeah, I, I, I definitely feel that. I feel sort of the same way about horror movies. Like, I don't need a stressful experience in my life. I've got enough stress in my life. But I can do a horror movie if it's also, like, really entertaining. Like, it's fun. It's fun and it's scary, if that makes sense. I can do those type of horror movies. And I'm I feel like against, Stranger Things is also watch fun. It with, I'd probably do it. I just haven't gotten, I don't know. I haven't been quite motivated enough to watch. But I know it's great. I just, yeah. I don't know. 
So Masters of the Universe toys, Light Bright in the top actually made it. Um, I feel like Nerf definitely got overlooked. The Spirograph yeah. is a really good toy. Do you know what a Spirograph is? I had one of yeah, these when I was a kid. Yeah, you make those. Yeah, you make the cool little patterns with the pen. Yeah. and Yeah, those are really cool. I feel like a pinata ought to be there. Although, is a pinata really a toy or is it just a party thing? I don't think a pinata is a toy. I think Nerf guns should totally be in there, though. That's like a huge. That's classic. Oh, this article about the winners actually says that pound puppies were another one of the of pound the nominees. Puppies? Do you know what pound puppies are? They were like little no. stuffed animals that kind of look like these puppies. I don't know. They were big when I was a kid. Mm. Anyway. Do you know what I just realized? I'm in a library study room. Uh-huh. And look how great this chair is. Is it, it lean like, all the way like back? It looks like a normal chair. You're in a library study room like in the in the at the university? Yeah. That's a smart thing to do. That's a good place to do a podcast. Yeah. Do you want to share your story? Um, I do. Sorry, I got really excited about my chair. It's just, it looks like a normal chair, but the back, like, you can, like, lean back in it. Anyway. Our podcast listeners have no idea what you just did. I just... No, <laughs> they don't. And you don't really either, because you can't really see me that well. I can sort of see that you're leaning back in your chair. It's just, I wish you could... Anyway, I'll show you later. It says, this one's about Dallas. Um, so, right up in your hood. It says, the Dallas Zoo announced the birth of a healthy baby hippopotamus there. The zoo said, Mother Hippo, I don't know how to say this, Boipello? 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 Anyway, went into labor on October 30th and soon gave birth to a baby in an off exhibit area. Did she give birth on the 30th or did she give birth on on Halloween? Because if she did, we share a birthday. That's important. That's true. But maybe she was. Well, it said she went into labor on the thirtieth. Hmm. But maybe the baby they it they probably had the baby the same day because they probably. wouldn't say that. And then I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. It says the sex the sex of the baby is not yet known. The zoo said a name will be chosen for the hippo once keepers get an idea of the newborn's personality. Nice. Baby hippos are cute. super cute. They're very cute. There's another zoo somewhere. Is it Columbus? Somewhere in the country that has baby hippos that was born like a couple of years ago and they've been their baby pippo, baby pippo, baby hippo is super popular and they're yeah. way cute. Hippos can be pretty cute too. Like I sometimes I see these videos where like after Halloween or during Halloween, they feed the hippos pumpkins. They just throw a pumpkin and they this, just yeah. chomp down on them and it's pretty cool. So cute. Hippos and Zoos are cool, but I don't think I would ever want to encounter a hippo in the wild because they are scary, dangerous animals, like way more dangerous than crocodiles. I think, yeah, I think people underestimate how dangerous some really cute animals. I've heard koalas are actually really, really scary. They've got those big claws. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that too. I've heard they're like, if you go to Australia, everyone wants to get a picture with a koala, but then they put the koala on you and it just digs its claws into you and they're pretty nasty. Like, I've heard they'll like claw your face off. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. My, my favorite hippo fact is that hippos can't actually swim. They just run al- along the bottom of lakes and rivers. <laughs> <laughs> they just, Cute. they can run along the bottom of lakes and rivers, which is really weird and crazy. Baby hippos are so cute. I, oh, yeah, baby man. hippos are super cute. You guys wonder, should go to Dallas and see I the think baby hippo. When you come for Christmas, we should go to the Dallas zoo and see the baby hippo. Maybe. Oh, okay. Wait, sorry. So? We already did our update in our life, but do you know what I'm doing when I come home for Christmas? What are you doing when you come home from Christmas? That I'm so excited about. Has mom told you about this? <laughs> I don't think so. I am painting a mural in our house. <laughs> painting a mural like in your room? Yes. What no, kind of? In the guest room. <laughs> in our front room, in the front of our house, like just on the brick. No, in the guest sure. room. Mom already said it was oh, okay. Oh, in the guest room. In the guest room downstairs where that's really, yeah. that's been Will's room. You know that. What kind yeah, of a Mom mural are you doing? What kind of a mural? What'd you say? What kind of like flowers and things? Um. Yeah, probably like flowers, just shapes like abstract stuff. So there's a couple people on TikTok that paint kind of like freehand murals. They're kind of like my style. 
And I've been watching them since like this summer. And I kept sending mom videos and being like, can I do this in our house? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, you totally can. She like never even questioned it. She was like, absolutely. So I was like, when I come home for Christmas, can I paint our guest room? She's like, yeah, sure. She's like, what do you want to paint it? And I was like, I don't know. I just told her she could pick out colors and I would just paint something in it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Anyway, mom already said it was okay. <laughs> well, all right then. I'm sure it'll be, I'm well, sure it'll be very good. You're a very talented artist. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I just, sorry, you were talking about winter break and it reminded me that that's a fun thing. That well, let's also see the baby hippo at the Dallas Zoo. I haven't been to the Dallas Zoo in like Anybody. years and years and I kind of like it. I haven't been to a zoo period and maybe there'll be some good weather and we can go to the Dallas forever. zoo. I kind of like I zoos. I know like animal rights people don't like zoos, but it really depends on how well you treat the animals. And if it's a yeah, good zoo. Yeah, it depends zoo, on the zoo. Zoos, zoos can do a lot of good things for conservation. And There's I just like going really to the zoo and seeing the Utah. cool animals. Yeah, zoos can be a sad place, but if it's a good zoo, and the Dallas Zoo's not bad. Yeah. Fort Worth is maybe a little Dallas better, is a good but zoo. yeah. But they have a baby hippo at the Dallas Zoo now, so that's exciting. I have a well, story about the Challenger space shuttle and the Bermuda Triangle. Two things that both figure from my childhood. Um, apparently, some uh, film crew that was doing a series about the Bermuda Triangle came across an unexpected discovery, a 20-foot segment of the Space Shuttle Challenger, which was a space shuttle that blew up in um, shortly after it took off from Cape Canaveral, Florida. Do you know about the, the Challenger disaster? Yes. I actually, fun fact... I don't know if you remember this, but when I was three, my dream career was to be an astronaut ballerina and to go to Mars and be a ballerina on Mars. As you do. Um, yeah. And so Elizabeth and I were going to be ballerina astronauts together. And then Elizabeth told me about the Challenger when I was three. And I said, just kidding. I don't want to go to space. Wow. And that was when I had a change of career path. Yeah. Well, for Gen Xers like myself, the Challenger disaster was a pretty uh, traumatic childhood event. Um, on January 28th, 1986, about 73 seconds after the spaceship, the spacecraft launched from Cape Canaveral, Florida, it exploded when, um, hot gas within the booster rocket caused by weakening of the spacecraft's rubber O-rings escaped and caused the shuttle to explode. So the thing that makes, made this so traumatic though, was, um, it was the first, flight where a public school teacher, Christy Mc, Krista McAuliffe, was an astronaut on the space shuttle. And because of that, so many children watched it in school. I was either a freshman in high school or I was a eighth grader in middle school. I think I was a freshman in high school or I don't remember, but I remember watching it. Like they wheeled the big, you know, the, the cart with the, the TV and we watched it like the countdown and then like, you know, just over a minute after it, it just blew up, like in front of all these school children mm -hmm. live on TV, um, we saw the awesome. space shuttle blow up. So it was a pretty traumatic thing. Um, but this film crew found a big section of it. So, you know, pieces were scattered. They found a big section of it on the floor of the Atlantic Ocean in the Bermuda Triangle. And the thing that mm -hmm. that the a couple of things that make the Bermuda Triangle interesting. One... When I was a kid, there were three things that were going to kill you. It was the Bermuda Triangle, quicksand, or killer bees. One of those th three things was probably going to be how you died. Because on television yeah. and in books and magazines, it was all about the Bermuda Triangle, quicksand, and killer bees. And for some reason, since like then, you don't hear about prevalent. any of those things nearly as much. Yeah. And um, the other reason why the Bermuda Triangle is interesting is I'm actually going to be going to Bermuda next month um, for oh. my job. So part of I my job is I have to go meet with insurance underwriters for our insurance renewal. And all the insurance underwriters are located in Bermuda for some sort of legal reason that I don't know, really? despite the fact that I'm a lawyer. And so, yeah, I have to go to Bermuda and meet with them Weird. for like three days of meetings in Bermuda. I was going to ask how your job related to Bermuda, but that's there you rough, go, huh? I guess. Isn't that horrible that I have to go to Bermuda in, in December? and Tragic. And the hotel I'm staying in is really nice. 
and it's right on the beach. Are you taking anyone with you? Mm, just my work people that I'll be working with. You're not taking mom? You should take No, mom. I'm taking mom on vacation in January. But the thing is, I have to leave like super early in the morning and then I'm going to be in meetings all day. And yeah, she could enjoy it, but it'll I'll only be there for a few days. Yeah. And it turns out Bermuda is like one of the most expensive places in the world. And I couldn't find any airfare that was cheap. I thought about it. I thought about sending her, bring her with me, but it was very expensive. And so we're going to go on vacation in, in January. Yeah. But she's not going to get to come to Bermuda with me, sadly. Tragic. But hopefully yes. the Bermuda Triangle does not, you know, nab me when I fly there. I don't think it will. I hope it doesn't nab you. There are some really strange things about the Bermuda Triangle. Have you heard about the Sargasso Sea? No. So there's this area that is within the Bermuda Triangle called, called the Sargasso Sea, and it all the ocean currents kind of go around it. So the mm-hmm. it has like very calm waters. And, you know, a lot of ships would get suck, would get stuck there because, you know, in the days where they relied on wind um, to travel because the, the air currents just go around the Sargasso Sea. And then the other thing about it that's really interesting is that it's got all of these um, like seaweed that grows, this really thick seaweed. And that is the only place in the world where eels go to mate. And they still don't know much about how eels mate because it always happens in the Sargasso Sea. So these eels from all over the world come to the Sargasso Sea in this dense seaweed and somehow spawn, but no one really knows the life cycle of an eel because it mysteriously happens in this one location on the globe. It's very strange. That is very spicy. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, I if I were to lose a parent, I think being able to tell people that my dad was nabbed in the nabbed by the Bermuda Triangle would be maybe the way to go. Everyone would think that you're making it up, though. That's like a. I've just started watching. You can say that it was quicksand. You lost me to quicksand. It's kind of a pushing daisies type, like random. Yes, it is. Level quirkiness. Did you have you started watching that again? I've watched the first two episodes. It's kind of funny because I don't know whether to say I'm watching it again. Because you guys watched it when I was, I think it came out when I was like seven or eight. Yeah. And you guys would let me watch some of the episodes, but not all of them. And I was like so young that I'm like, it's weird because I'm like, I kind of remember this, but it was like. It's a good show. Well over a decade Are you enjoying ago. it? Are you enjoying it? I am. My roommate really likes it. It's very, very quirky. It's very quirky, but it's well done. It's very like quirky early 2000s. And it's like very like, like storybooky. Yeah. Like it's, it's told like a storybook. It's not like, you know, it's not like realistic or anything. It's very much like a story. But saying that somebody's dad got nabbed by the Bermuda Triangle would totally be something that would just randomly come up. Yeah. And they would just move on from there. They wouldn't even give you any more detail. They wouldn't say why, like any detail. Do you want to do another news story or should we move on? Um, I can do another one. This one's funny. I... This one's a trip, literally. (laughs) Um, It says, National Park Service begs visitors, please stop licking these psychedelic toads. Yes. So they dropped a warning. Um, So there's these toads in the... The Sonora Desert, right? Sonoran Sonoran Desert. Um, And it says, as we say with most things you come across in a national park, whether it be a banana slug, unfamiliar mushroom, or a large toad with glowing eyes in the dead of night, please (laughs) refrain from licking the agency wrote. Yes. It's funny that people have to be told, don't lick that toad. Yeah. So these toads are poisonous and they will get you very, very sick and they they will make your whole mouth and throat go numb. But they also are hallucinogenic. And so people are licking them as they do. Hmm. They probably um, shouldn't. It doesn't sound like a good idea. This is one of those where like, I almost can't just summarize it because there's just so many good quotes in here. Um, it says these effects include irregular rhythm of the heart, heart block, reduced blood pressure and cardiac arrest. And these severe effects can also occur after absorption through the skin. So you don't even want to touch them. It's just don't talking even about touch them. Just leave those toes severe, alone. Yeah. Irritation, pain, tissue damage, numbness of the mouse and throat. Like you don't want to do it. Um, in NPR notes, many of them aren't actually licking them. They're smoking the secretions. 
So important mm. distinction there. So you've got to gather the secretion somehow though, and then smoke it. That's very strange. Right. Well, and so the toad is now considered threatened because so many people just will not stop licking them. They just can't refrain. Um, this is the part that I really was like, I can't skip over this. I just have to read it. It's so, it's, it's just so, um, it says boxing great Mike Tyson is among the toads aficionados. The toads whole purpose is to reach your highest potential. He (laughs) told the New York post last year saying he tried it as a dare when he was a wreck, but has since improved. It says the toad has taught me that I'm not going to be here forever. He said (laughs) there's an expiration date. (laughs) Wow. You had to learn that lesson from a toad. You had to. The toad had to teach him. Yeah. Um, it says that the toad is about seven inches long, making it one of the nation's largest, and lets out a weak, low-pitched toot lasting less than a second. <laughs> the agency also offered an image of the toad staring into your soul, captured by a motion sensor camera. I love that. And it's like this creepy, like, toad with glowing eyes. The so, toad will look straight into your soul. It taught him that nothing is permanent. <laughs> <laughs> We have an expiration date. Nice. So good. So many, so many good quotes in that article. So don't lick the toad. If you're in the Sonoran desert and you come across the seven inch toad, don't lick it. Just leave it alone. Let the toad be. Don't touch it. Do you want to play a game? I would love to play a game. I'm going to go see if your mom wants to play a game with us. I'm going to go get her. Okay, let's play a game. Your mom just joined us. So we have Allison on the podcast. Hi. AKA mom. If this were the talk, Hi, mom. talk to mom, talk to mom podcast. Sometimes it's Hi, a talk Phoebe. to mom podcast. And she's going to join us for a game and then we're going to do treat yourself. But I thought for a game today, we're going to do the categories game. And I, so I loaded some categories on our spin the wheel on my little spin the wheel. I don't know if you can see this. I've got a spin the wheel app on my phone and I've loaded up with some categories. The categories are, let me see, uh, large animals, small animals, Christmas songs, music genres, school subjects, snack foods, modes of transportation, dog breeds. And I think that's it. So you know how categories work. We basically just go around in a circle and you have to name something in that category until um, one of us can't think of something, then you get buzzed out and you lose. Have I told you my fun category story from Disneyland? No. But I now would be have, the t- time to do it. But last year I went to Disneyland for a day with a bunch of friends for spring break. We, actually, we mostly just went to California, but we went to Disneyland. And whenever we were in line, we would play categories, me and two of my friends. Oh, yeah. And... Um, it was just a random stupid thing we would do. It got really old really fast, but we did it a lot. And at one point we did flavors of cake and we were going around (laughs) (laughs) and we said like chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, whatever. One of my friends just goes, cake, (laughs) (laughs) making fun of her so hard. And she like, didn't even realize she'd done it. And we were like, cake flavored cake. (laughs) And so anyway, we had a joke for a long time about cake flavored cake. That's a good joke. All right, so we are going to play categories. I'm going to spin the wheel to find out what our first category will be. And then, Phoebe, why don't you go first, followed by Allison, and then me. Or should I go first? Maybe you should go first. All right, I will go first, followed by Phoebe, and then Allison. Okay. And our first category is small animals. Oh, um, I'm, we know what a small animal is. I don't think we need to define it, but you know, are we counting little animals? Are we, so can, we can't say baby animals, right? That seems like that would be cheating. No, not baby hippos. Anything smaller <laughs> than a person. Let's say that typically okay. smaller than a person when it's full grown is a small that's, animal. That's a lot of animals. Yeah, well, that, it, that includes a lot, of, a lot of not very small animals. All right. I'm going to start starting now. Wait, let me get the buzzer up so I can buzz people out. Okay. Goldfish. Chipmunk. Miniature horse. Squirrel. Bird. Chick. Tarantula. Pomeranian. Duck. Chicken. Beetle. Spider. Seagull. Cat. Bluebird. 
I, I just about mm. said squirrel. I'm going to buzz myself out. All right, Phoebe. Squirrel was my second one, so you almost got me there. I said squirrel already. Oh, are we going? No, I know. I you thought can't, you can't the repeat. round was over. It's right. over no, because he just it's left. You and, it's you and Oh, it's Mom a showdown. Oh, it's a showdown yes. now. Okay. So Phoebe. Okay. Still on small animal. Red-breasted something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a robin. It's a red robin. It, it's a I robin. saw some robins this morning okay. right outside the window. All right, Phoebe won that. Phoebe won that one. That was a poor showing by your parents. <laughs> poor showing. All right, I we're was trying to again. think of the word for cardinal. Okay. All right, spinning the wheel. Christmas songs. Here's a good one. Chris, there are a ton of Christmas songs. I am going to start with Jingle Bells. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Carol of the Bells. God rest you, merry gentlemen. Bring a torch, Jeanette Isabella. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Silent night. Oh, holy night. Mm-hmm. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. <clears throat> oh, oh, you got it just in. I'll still give it to you. Okay. Winter Wonderland. Frosty the Snowman. The Christmas song. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Jingle Bell Rock. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Rocking around the Christmas tree. Last Christmas I gave you my heart. Silver bells. Blue Christmas. Coventry Carol. All I want for Christmas is you. Blue Xmas. White Christmas. Jingle bells. (laughs) Did we already do that? I started with that. Dang it. I was thinking, I was about to say Jingle Ball Rock, and then I don't no, 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 he said that. Sleigh Ride. I'll be home for Christmas. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. All I want for Christmas is you. I already did that one. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yay. I won, because I could not think oh, of another man. one, so. There's right. so many. We'll give one more. That's a good category, because there are so many. But after a while, your mind kind of goes I know a lot of Christmas music as someone who grew up doing music. And yeah, anyway. Oh, this is a good one. We have snack foods. Snack foods. I will start Twinkie. Pringles. Cookies. Cupcake. Oatmeal cream pies. Chips Ahoy. Pretzels. Ding-dongs. Oreos. Lay's potato chips. Ice cream. Golden Oreos. Barbecue potato chips. Taiwanese noodle crackers. Most stuff Oreos. Ho-Hos. Cheez-Its. Birthday cake Oreos. (laughs) Wheat pens. Goldfish. Tagalongs. Samoas. Triscuits. Thin mints. Popcorn. Pecan sandies. Fudge. Um, what are those called? E.L. Fudge. Fiddle faddle. Is not a... Gushers oh. fruit flavored snacks. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. I'm completely blank now. Mm. I was thinking this was a cookie category now because we'd like just... <laughs> you got stuck on cookies. The rest I of got stuck didn't. on cookies because I was just thinking of cookie categories. Sorry. It's snack foods. All right, yeah. All right. So fiddle faddle is a snack food. It's not a cookie. You got buzzed out. I did. Um, milk duds. Sesame sticks. Beaver nuggets. <laughs> fruit snacks that aren't gushers. I don't know. <laughs> I thought you already said fruit snacks. Didn't you already say fruit snacks? I said gushers fruit flavored snacks. It's different. Fruit okay. leather is another type of fruit snack. <sighs> you threw me off because I thought you yeah, all right. fruit you won that one too. Know. I was going to say fruit roll ups, but I couldn't one, think of what they were called. It's really I bad. Think of what fruit roll ups. I called. know anybody listening to this is like, oh my gosh, there's so many. That I was thinking of the fruit by the foot. Actually, is that different from a fruit roll up? The yes, fruit by, a, fruit by the foot is the specific type of fruit yeah. roll up. As as That's a Gen Z kid, of. yes, it is different. <laughs> as an early two thousands kid, I can tell you that they're very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was a good stirring rain of ring, <laughs> stirring round of categories. That was shamefully bad. Phoebe won saying? twice, and I won once. It was shameful. For I may have kind of lost the last one. I saying fruit snacks. You threw me off because I was going to say beaver nuggets. Oh, mm. that's why you get that look on your face. 
because I was That's thinking about our Austin road trip snacks. Bucky's Beaver Nuggets. Oh, gosh. A so Texas good. classic. All right. Well, there's only one last thing to do on the podcast, and that is... Three words for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. And treat, treat yourself. yourself. Treat yourself is thanks to Phoebe this week. Phoebe, do you want to give us the background behind these treat yourself treats? Yeah. So I was talking about my practicum earlier, but I actually do have a partner. Her name is, well, her American name she uses is Enoch, but she is in her 50s, I believe, and from Taiwan. Um, she's a non-traditional student. So it's been very interesting to work with her because a little bit of a language and cultural barrier, but it's been fun. She's super sweet. Um and she went to Salt Lake for something. It was super, super excited because she got to go to the Asian grocery store there. Because there's not really a ton of that in Logan. We're kind of isolated. Um, and she came back with these huge bags of Taiwanese snacks. And she gave me like a giant like bulk bag of these. She called them noodle crackers. But I think, I don't think that's the actual name for them. I think she was just trying to find the words to explain what they were. Uh-huh. Basically what they are are little pouches. They're really, really cute. Mom, have you seen them? Because you would appreciate them. I don't think I have yet. Oh, I'm looking at them right now. Though Those are adorable. They're so yeah. cute. They say they have some little prints on the front. Yes. Little Prince brand. Mm-hmm. They are noodles They're, oodles. The graphic is original really flavor. cute. There's just one flavor here. So really what it is, yeah, there's just the original flavor. And really what it is, it's it's pretty much just crushed up ramen with seasoning in it. <laughs> it's like these little pouches of them. She gave me a ton, they and they are little good, Prince but brand I had way too many, noodles. so I sent some to you guys. And then it does say um, little pr- prints in Chinese, even though I can't read Chinese. It would be the same characters in Span- in uh, Japanese, not Spanish. Yeah, so they're Japanese. little prints noodle snacks. I don't know what else, but they're really just seasoned ramen crushed up, but they're pretty good. All right, I'm going to pass one to your mom. You've already tried these, so... Um, I have. You can rate them, but you're not going to eat them on the podcast. We considered mom and I are trying you pretend them to the eat them on the time. podcast, but we decided we'll keep it, we'll we keep can, it nice and authentic today. We can fool our podcast res- listeners, and they could, they could, they could have, we could have made them believe that you were eating them. We're going to mute the mics yeah. so we're not chewing into the mics. And then we will try the pod, these Little Prince brand snack noodles, noodle oodles, original flavor, and come back and tell you what we think of them. Okay. Okay, these taste exactly like if you took a cup of noodle and you crushed the contents with the seasoning packet uh-huh. and you ate it. And for that reason, I think it's delicious. Yum, 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 yum. Delicioso. I like to think the flavor is slightly like a step up from just like a chicken ramen seasoning packet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's, but it does more... taste a lot like it. And they're like, they're even, they're even curly, like little bits of like just a cheap ramen noodle yeah. cap that you stepped on or something. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and not just like the, like the top ramen in a package, but like, like cup of noodle ramens, which I think are a little bit better. Do you think? They're about mm. the same. I don't know. Anyway, it, it's nice and crunchy. They're, kind of a mess to pour into your hand like they want to just blow away because they're lightweight yeah. um but they're they are they're tasty they're good i would give it a delicious it's possible that yours are extra crunched because i sent them through the mail <laughs> i think they should have stayed pretty similar they might be a little more crunched than they were before yeah you send them to us in like a padded envelope i don't know yeah. i wonder if they have these at 99 ranch market here in frisco texas maybe but Probably. they're pretty good i don't know they're not bad no. i kind of like it I don't know. I it's mean, like, saying they're delicious might be a slight exaggeration, but I do enjoy them. They're satisfying. I enjoy it. I don't see myself just like really craving it and just eating a ton of it, but it's pretty good. I, I would say it's okay, but it's a strong okay. I could see... I could see this being the sort of thing, like if you grew up with it, um, you would be very nostalgic mm-hmm. for it. Yes, and, and you might think, crave it. Yeah. Get excited but, to get it again. As it is, like, it's good. I, it's not something that, you know, that I would crave, really. I think probably we have a few more of these. I might put them in the car for emergency snacks. Yeah. They're about that level of good. Like, no one will be tempted to, like, go out to the car and get the emergency snacks when they're at home and surrounded by snacks. But. Yeah. But if you're, like, trapped somewhere and super hungry. You just need a little bit of a munchie boost. Yeah. And you open the glove compartment, you might be, like, pleasantly surprised. 
Yeah. To see I do there. that too. And I recently had to break out my emergency Fritos that had been in my center console <laughs> for a year. Ooh, a year old emergency Fritos. I bet they're sound still terrible. just fine. No, I bet they're just fine. Fritos are It was like good, a though. random, like, one serving bag that I'd gotten at something with, like, a sandwich, probably, like, at some event where they were giving out, like, they're giving free lunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I kept it in my center console for so long. And I finally ate it the other day because I was, like, I do that busy too. all day yeah. and had, like, no time to eat oh. dinner. <laughs> really loud airplane is going overhead. Really loud airplane. Oh, I can kind of hear it almost. But no, I do that too. Whenever you get, like, the random, like, bag of chips with a sandwich or whatever. <laughs> And you're like, I'm not really hungry right now, but I'll throw it in my car. It can be my emergency yeah. snack for a year. Yeah. But these, I agree with you. They kind of have like emergency snack vibes, but they're good. I, I do like And them, also, though. honestly, bonus points for how cute the package is. It's so cute. It is cute. <laughs> it's just the right size. I'll post a picture on our Instagram account. So talk to dad podcast. It's just the right they size too. To it's eat. like a little, yeah, they're kind of messy to eat, but like it's not a like it's the same size as like a little packet of peanuts that they give you on an airplane. They're not like they're not yeah. like snack size chip size big. They're just little. Yeah. Which is good because they're small enough that honestly, if you were desperate, you could just pour them right into your mouth. You know what they'd be kind of good for? I feel like and you could mom, almost I know make you've soup had out this of before them. too. What? But I know you've had this before too, mom, but I, I have chronic migraines and every once in a while, this isn't usually what causes it, but every once in a while if I get dehydrated. I need something really salty and that will like actually cure my migraine. Mm-hmm. Like not very often, but every once in a while I'll get one of those migraines. And if I just eat some salt, like something with salt in it, it'll kind of, it kind of be good for that. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Your mom does the same thing, except when she's feeling kind of nauseous, like salty food really help her. Yeah. It's every, it's not very often. Cause I have a lot of things that are, that cause migraines for me, but it's every once in a while I'll like, you have a really bad migraine, which is, like, not that uncommon. And I'll start craving salty food, and I'll be like, maybe I just need salt. And I'll have a little bit of salt, and I'll, like, totally, like, instantly feel better. Yeah. That's happened to me before, too. But that's a good – I mean, it's a good snack for it because it's just, like, a little a little salty snack. Yep. Yeah. So that is Treat Yourself, and that is our podcast. Thank you, Phoebe, for bringing us – the sending us, mailing us through the mail these treats – Thank you, Allison, for being on the podcast for our game. And You're for welcome. Treat yourself. Thanks, Phoebe, for being on the entire podcast. And thanks especially to anyone who's listening. If you are listening, let us know. You can tweet us at TTD Podcast on Twitter. You can find us at Talk Dad Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to help out the podcast, tell a friend about our podcast. And leave us a good review wherever you found the podcast. If you leave us a five-star review, that might make other people be able to find the podcast a little bit easier. This has been a lot of fun, and we will see you later. There's time for-